0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Just to give you a little bit of context of what the scripture we're about to be reading, um, Moses is on Mount Sinai. He just led the Israelites out of captivity, and he is getting ready to lead them into the promised land. And at the, in this moment, Moses is spending time with God, He's worshiping. He's about to receive the Ten Commandments. And this is where we pick up the story in Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 8. You can read it on the screens. But this is what it says. It says, when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Aaron is the son of Moses. It says They said, come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who has brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So they're in a waiting season. They're in a season where they're waiting on a move of God. They're in the middle of a God move, and they're getting impatient. So they ask his son, they said, where is this, where's this guy even at? And this is where they continue. Aaron says, take off the gold of your earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol. It cast the shape of a calf, fashing it, fastening it with a tool. Then they said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, tomorrow there will be a festival for the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early, sacrificed burnt offerings, and presented fellowship offerings. Just to stop for a second, this is a moment where they're half in, half out. They're saying, let's, tomorrow we're going to throw a festival for the Lord, but we're also going to stay in the mindset that we were trapped in in Egypt giving sacrifices. So they're, they're, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's what we're seeing right here. So they're they're saying, I'm going to go to church on Sunday, but Monday I'm going to live like, I I don't Jesus never freed me from anything. They're double-minded. They're unstable. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know who that's for. Maybe you can catch it. Afterward, they sat down to eat, drink, and get up and indulge in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down because your people who brought you out of Egypt. You see the tone switch there. He said, hey, these are your people. Has become corrupt. They said they have been quick to turn away From what I commanded them and had made themselves an idol in the cast, the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. So we see a lot of things happening right here. We see a lot of waiting. We see a little bit of worshiping. Tonight, I want to talk to you from the title, Worship While You Wait. Worship While You Wait. You may have a seat, and we'll pray. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that this word will not fall on deaf ears, Father, but we can receive a word from you tonight. God, we ask you to move in this space. God, if you want to change this entire thing and just have a moment for you to move, God, we're open to that. We ask your Holy Spirit to invade this space. God, come and do what we can't do. Come and get your glory. Come and transform us, God. We don't want to leave on a spiritual high. God, we want to be transformed tonight. So we ask you to do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. So I I haven't preached up here before. I feel like I just want to move around a little bit. So I'm probably going to move around a little bit. Um, Thank you, Alicia, on the keys. So we see a lot of waiting in this scripture, right? Have you ever had to wait for something? I don't, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Chick-fil-A drive-thru. That's not waiting. That's, that's, that's luxury. You know what I mean? I'm talking about waiting. You ever go to the five-minute oil change, and it says five-minute oil change, but really you're there five hours? That's waiting, causing frustration. I remember a time right before I moved to Victoria, and it was, I had an a, a irritating waiting season. And I, I was getting ready to move because the Lord told me, Hey, I, I, And this was a God thing. He told me, I want you to go to Victoria. And I leave. I would step away from my job, friends. I had built family, and I was going to be moving to Victoria. And I was so excited that God had called me out to go to Victoria. And I'm getting prepared. This is May of last year, and I'm getting things prepared to move. And I realized I had this giant dresser and these two giant end tables by my bed that my aunt and uncle had blessed me with. And they were amazing. But they were so huge. I couldn't take them where I was going. So I was like, all right, I'm going to sell these on Facebook Marketplace, and they'll sell quick, and then I'll move to Victoria to get something temporary for a dresser because I'm about to get married, and Allison's going to decide everything we're going to have in the house anyway. So I decided, uh, all the husbands said amen, amen. So I decided to sell this furniture, and I don't know if it's like this here in Victoria, but I was in Houston, and I list this, this, this dresser and these two side tables on sale. And not, not real expensive. I just needed to get something temporary to be here so I could have something. And I probably got, I'm not kidding, like 300 responses. And I was like, man, all right. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. That's what I thought too. But a lot of these people say, they're like, hey, is it available? And you respond with, yes, of course it is. And they leave you on red. You leave ghosted. And when that happens, like a few, I'm not kidding, a few, I felt like a few hundred times. I was so frustrated. I was so irritated. I got to the point where I was like, I I will almost give these things away. I just don't want to carry them to Victoria because I don't even, I don't even know if I can get them there. And I remember having a moment with God and I was like, God, I know you're, I know you're, you're calling me to Victoria. This is a God thing. Why am I so frustrated? Why can't I get, I go to sleep picturing these dressers, and I'm like, I just need to get, I had all of my clothes taken out on the floor. I was just like, Lord, please get rid of these dressers, and I was so irritated. And I remember God said something so powerful. He said, I'm going to sell the dressers, but how you choose to wait is up to you. So the results, the results, were. he was going to, his promises are yes and amen. But how my heart posture was in this season was up to me. And we see that in the children of Israel. I mean, the Israelites. We see that. We see God's faithfulness. And we see them get impatient and choose to take matters into their own hands. And what's crazy about this story is we see them get uh, anxious, so much so that their instruction was to take your wives, and your children's b- belongings. Take their, their, their gold rings, and we're going to burn them as a gold idol. I feel like sometimes when we get out of God's will, we get out of God's grace, not only does it affect our family, but it ends up costing us more in the long run. God has a pace for us, and when we're following his pace, he will open every door at every time. So I'm trying to sell this furniture. And I, I decide, I'm like, God, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to pray for you. It. It's coming through. And long story short, someone says they're going to come pick it up. And I'm like, all right, praise God. This is amazing. And I take it out to this parking garage. Me and my roommate, guys, we, we're, it's so heavy. We get it out there. And they pull up. And they're like, you know what? Never mind. And they leave. And I was like, Lord, you're testing me. But all right testing me and I was like okay and I said you know what I have enough faith to believe that this thing is going to be sold I'm leaving it right here I'm going to leave it and in this apartment you can't just leave stuff in the parking garage they're going to throw it away they're going to like fine us or whatever and I said God I believe you're going to get rid of it and later on I get a message from this young adult guy and he says hey are you uh can I come pick up these these dressers and I was like only if you promise no but I'm just kidding (laughs) He said, I was like, yeah, you can come pick him up. He was like, all right, I'm on my way. And we, he comes, he picks him up, me and my roommate, we load him into his U-Haul. And he says, hey, are you guys, are you guys from the city? And we we're like, yeah, we've been living here a few years. I'm actually about to move. And he said, well, I just, I just moved here from Atlanta. And um, my, my family and my situation there was kind of rough, and I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to start something new. I, I, I don't really know a lot of people here, and I'm just, I just really feel like I, I wanted to move to Houston, and, and I wanted to start fresh. And in that moment, I realized I felt like God was preparing my heart for that moment. Had I been eager, had I been irritated and be like, oh, man, if you want to buy this or what, I just need the money. My heart wouldn't have been prepared for it. But in that moment, I was, I, my heart was soft, and I said, God, this is why you had me waiting. And I told him, I said, hey, I moved to Houston in 2014 for the same exact reason. And I went to a church that's a block and a half away. And I gave my life to God, and he transformed it. And I'm actually moving to a city because God opened the door, and I'm about to get married. And God transformed my life and the legacy behind me. And I got to invite him to a church. And I I got his phone number. I got connected with him. And I feel like that was all in line with God's plan because I was patient, and I chose to seek him in the waiting season. So I have, I have three points tonight. The first one is this. It's walk. Walk. You know, I feel like God has called us to walk in a pace of grace. God has called us to walk in a pace of grace. You know, when we look at the scripture, Jesus, the Savior of the world, he never ran a day in his life. That's also my argument against cardio, but that's another, that's another topic. <laughs> Jesus never ran a day in his life. He was, never, he was never frantic or out of order or wondering if God was going to miss his appointment or what if I don't get there in time. Jesus walked in a pace of grace knowing he was obedient to the will of God that was laid out in front of him. I feel like a lot of times in a culture that says, prematurely try to get the things that the world wants you to have and that are good, but prematurely can be a burden. You see, I know my youth are in here. I love y'all, and I, I know y'all are mature enough for this. Sex is amazing, but prematurely, it's a burden. Yeah. Prematurely, it's not what God intended it to be. It's a powerful thing, but when you wait on God's timing, it's, the, it's, it's, it's a blessing, not a burden. The world will tell you to get out of the pace of grace, to get out of the pace that God has for you. But when you choose to be obedient in a waiting season, God will lead you into the direction he has for you, and you can't escape it. See, worship puts your focus on God. Worry puts your focus on your problem. So when you're in a waiting season, you can, you're going to decide to focus on something, You're either going to focus on the issue, the thing that you're missing out on, the opportunity you're waiting for, the the, the doctor's results, or you can put your focus on God who knows your tomorrow, who's in your tomorrow, who's faithful for your tomorrow, who was faithful in the past. He'll be faithful in the future. You put your worship in God. You see, the Israelites in that moment, they weren't worshiping. They were worrying. They were saying, man, like, and, and God had free. God had op- already opened the Red Seas. He, they have seen the moves of God, and they chose to worry and to put matter into their own hands. And we see it fall into the pro- the to to, the, to their children and their wives and in their finances. They got out of God's grace. So the first point is walk in the pace of grace. My second point is war. War. I know you're thinking, whoa, war, war. All right. Alex is with me. All right. War. <laughs> war. Your worship is your worship. Your worship is how you war in the spirit. When you can choose to war, when everything around you is falling apart, something shifts in the spirit. When you can choose to worship when your finances are going down and show God praise no matter the results, something happens in the spirit. When you can give God worship when things don't make sense and you're going through a hard time, something happens in the spirit. God moves when you can worship while you wait. Your worship is your worship. Give God, gra- give God praise before the raise. <laughs> somebody caught that give God praise in the middle of the storm give God praise when it doesn't make sense your worship is war in the spirit you're inviting angels into your zone you're you're fighting off demonic spirits in your zone you're setting boundaries in your life you're setting boundaries in your family you're setting boundaries over your finances your worship is a war in a realm that you can't see when you choose to worship, you are warring in the spirit. And in the, in the times of waiting can be the hardest times to worship, but can be the, the, the biggest moments where you should be worshiping. Last point is this. When. I'm sorry, i got two more points. When. I'm new, guys. When. I have good news for you today. If you don't know this, you win. If you invited Jesus into your life, you win. If you invited God into your life, you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory because Jesus already won it all. He paid for it all. You have the the creator of the universe who has conquered death, hell, and the grave on the inside of you. And when you follow Jesus, you win. The key is to not giving up. When you are in the middle of it, it's easy to get into times and, you know, see times get tough. And you're like, man, and this is this is the whole thing is when you're in a season where you're waiting on God and you decide to take matters into your own hands. That's when you're taking it out of God's hands. You're saying, God, I've seen you do it in the past. I've seen you. I've seen you free me from that last thing. But this thing, you're taking a little bit longer. This thing, this thing I, I, I feel like if I called that person, I could be in a relationship. I feel like if I called that job that I know will hire me, they'll, they'll hire me. But God is saying, I have something so much bigger for you if you choose to wait. You know, elephants, they take 22 months to have a baby. Dogs, on the other hand, they can, have, they can have a breed of puppies within two to three months. And I, I heard this funny story of a dog and an elephant having a conversation. And the, the, the dog looks at the elephant and it's like, dude, it's been six months. Are you sure you're pregnant? I've had three breeds already. Like, are you sure you're pregnant? And the elephant says, you don't understand. What's in me is a little bit more rare. What's in me is a bit bigger What's in me takes some time. I'm a pregnant elephant. It's going to take some time to birth this thing because what's coming is not normal. It's not ordinary. You might be a pregnant elephant today saying, where's my baby? Where's my situation? Where's my job? Where's my relationship? Can I tell you that God might have something bigger than what you're expecting? God might have something bigger than what you think you can have. God might have something better for you than what you think. I wish I had a picture of that. Throw, but you're a pregnant elephant. You're a pregnant elephant. It takes a little bit longer when something big is on the inside of you. It takes a little bit of patience. It takes a little bit of time of worship. This clock, am I, have I been going for five minutes or five minutes left? For, how, all right. How long have I been going? Okay, praise God. Has it been five minutes? Okay. All right. My next point, my next point is wait, is wait. Worship team, you can come up regardless of the clock. (laughs) My next point is wait. If you're in a waiting season, you need to trust God and be in the pace of his grace and wait. When you get out of that pace, when you, when you get out of that thing, you're choosing to take God's hand off of it and place your hand on it. And I don't know if you've tried that before, but I have, and it never ends up well. It, it, like the Israelites, we see sometimes it can fall into your legacy, and sometimes it can fall even into your finances. Sometimes when you choose to put matters into your own hands, we see in the, in the Israelites, the Israelites didn't even get to inherit the promised land that God had called, called out for them. The children of Israel did because they chose not to wait in what God had for them. So when you choose to wait on God, it's bigger than you. It's for your legacy. It's for what God has set out before you. And it's for your family. It's for, it's for his plan over your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to, plans to give you hope and a future. God knows the plans he has for you. It's not a, it's not a God, if you, if, if you don't do this, you, you must, I, I know I haven't been praying that much, but, uh, but God, I, I, I think it's better if I do it. God knows the plans he has for you. And when you choose to line yourself in that, you're setting expectations off of what he can do in your life. You see, worshiping while you wait, it changes your heart. When you worship while you wait, it changes you. It may not change your situation right away, but it changes your heart. When you worship in a waiting season, you're saying, God, you're big enough. God, I can trust you when it doesn't make sense. God, I I know you're taking me somewhere, but I'm choosing to be faithful in the unknown. God, I'm trying to, to, to do the right things. I'm trying to seek after you. God is saying, wait on him. Your worrying season isn't a wasted season when you choose to worship in it. Your waiting season isn't a wasted season when you choose to worship Him. You see, there's a scripture in Isaiah 40 31. It says this But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk, and not faint. I came to encourage you. Are you weary? Are you tired? Do you feel like you've been getting faint? God is saying, wait upon me, and I will renew your strength. I will get you to the place I've called you to go. I will give you the strength that you need. I will be in your family. When you wait on him, he contains everything around you. Can you stand up with me? We're going to practice this tonight. We're going to practice worshiping in a waiting season. Now I don't know what you're going through tonight. I don't know if you feel like you're waiting, or even if this is for a season that you're not even waiting in yet. We're gonna practice worshiping God in the middle of a waiting season. If you're waiting on a doctor's report to come back, we're gonna worship tonight. If you're waiting on a relationship, we're gonna worship tonight. If you're waiting on something to break through in your life and you need a breakthrough, we're gonna worship him tonight. So as the worship team begins to sing, I want you to press in and take this moment to worship God when it doesn't make sense. Worship God in the middle of the storm. Worship God before you get the the results. Let's worship God together in this song. Let's praise. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.